So the mute button on the iPhone 15 could actually be capacitive. Yeah, I did hear about that actually. Yeah, I saw that in rumors and renders, and I thought that was a little bit odd. Um, I know for you guys out there listening, uh, especially big iPhone users, I'm, I'm more partial to the switches. Yeah. Because I feel like that's just, I mean, it depends on how they implement this and such, but uh, that kind of threw me off guard. And I mean, we've seen under renders as far as capacitive buttons, and I don't really think that's a big deal. But as no. far as messing with something like that, where it's just that switch has always been there since the very first iPhone. So I kind of find it a little odd. Um, um, I already said it. So it'll depend, it'll depend on how they implement it. I actually didn't really find it to be necessarily controversy. I, I found it to be a little odd because... Um, the reason why I didn't think it would be much of an issue is if they handled it well to where it's... I mean, it's better than actually not having it at all, like with uh, OnePlus on the 10. But, I mean, like... Well, that's... Yes, I mean, that is definitely it's controversial. It's there, and if it's... But... And also, like, if it's capacitive, would that not leave more room or options for adding, implementing other things into the phone? I mean, that's that's the whole reason... For adding capacitive yeah. buttons, so I mean, for me, it's not exactly a huge issue, and I can see, I can see why you would, I guess, have issue with it, as well as I'm sure other people's. But um, for me personally, I don't, I don't actually see necessarily a huge issue with that if they handle it correctly. If they handle it correctly, yeah, yes. I think that's really where it comes down to. So obviously, we don't know right now because it's not out, but you know, this yeah. will be coming up in uh, September. So, um, but for those of you who remember back on January 17th when uh, we had episode three come out for this year's. Uh, season, we circulated a rumor that T-Mobile had its eyes on Mint Mobile uh, as another company to pull under their huge magenta umbrella, I guess you could say, um, a company that's currently about 25% owned by Ryan Reynolds and essentially the main aspect of Ultra Mobile. Well, this past Wednesday, that rumor has now become official. On the 15th, T-Mobile has officially announced that they have initiated an agreement to acquire Mint Mobile for a paltry sum of $1.35 billion. And so, they all are, they also are still keeping Ryan Reynolds as the sort of uh, main attraction, if you will. Yeah. yeah. So, which I think is, <laughs> you, you have to have Ryan Reynolds if you're going to do Mint Mobile. It's just like, <laughs> you, you can't not. But yeah, no, that's, uh, I did see that. And um, I, I figured T Mobile was going to make that move, honestly. I, I think Mint Mobile is actually making quite a few strides in the last year, uh, becoming a major cellular service. So, um, yeah, I think I think that was a good move by T-Mobile, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah, and I mean, it already runs on T-Mobile services anyway, so yeah. there's like really not much to convert. So, I think yeah. that that really helps them out, and I, if it helps out the consumer, that's I, that's always going to be a question. Uh, when acquisitions come along like that, especially that is like true. and price-wise, uh, Microsoft as well. and uh, Activision, so yeah, we're still not sure how that's going to turn out. <laughs> but nope. uh, yeah, we actually talked about the HomePod Gen two last month and what it encompassed. At first, I was very skeptical about it all. Um, I obviously won't go anything in depth because you can listen to that episode. But after listening to other tech tubers <laughs> and their opinions, and I guess since JD, you are technically a tech tuber as well, you kind of help to get your points across to me as well. Um, so I have a bit more of an interest in it, if you will. Uh, that said, I do believe that this next generation of HomePod, in my opinion, is going to rock Apple's world. Uh, this is from German himself stating that Apple has plans to make a HomePod with a screen on it. 
Uh, he actually mentioned that Apple is pushing it to next year, which implies that this news has been out for a little while. Again, we didn't have an episode last week, so it might have right. been it might have been talked about then. But um, German states that the reason Apple is doing this um, is pushing it uh, to next year is mainly due to, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, essentially not inflating Apple's market because there's already the MacBook Air that's coming out later this year, the the much larger one, the largest one they've ever had. Got the 15 lineup, the mixed reality headset, which, I mean, there's some discussion of whether it's going to be released this year or next year. Honestly, they've... They I, jumped around so much. It's been yeah. jumping around so much, sorry to tell, but, I mean, it's still being in the process of working, of being worked yeah. on. So yeah. to add another thing, and I totally agree with German on this, the to add another device into this whole mix this year, when they've already released a HomePod, is just adding a lot more it's it's the whole idea of like biting off more than they can chew do you have any thoughts on that i know i usually uh tend to be more gleeful on some of these new apple things that are you know yeah you do yeah um (laughs) i think uh so you said this home pod can have a screen to it yes okay so here's my question did we not have rumors of an actual kind of Docking speaker that an iPad could latch on to. We did have that, yes. That we, I think okay, we discussed. Okay, so this that is something separate. This is, yeah, this is something completely separate. Okay, so I really, I really am in agreement with German on this because I really don't see a need for it because that's something that even Google has tried to remedy with using a tablet and then a docking station that pretty much comes into a two-in-one home hub. Pretty much, so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't see a need for it, and I hope, actually, it doesn't come out because, like you said, it, it would flood their portfolio, and I don't I don't think no, that's well, good for no, 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 no. their company I, or the consumer. I said that releasing it this year would not be a good idea because there's so much being released this year. What I am saying is oh. that to push it next year um, is a much better idea, and I'm actually okay with it being released because – it's it's a nuance, right? So it, it's a new device, has a screen on it, and we can obviously have a discussion about whether it's a bad idea because we're already getting a, a docking thing for the iPad. And so to have multiple of these closer types of things, if you will, um, might be an issue. But I still think uh, it is an interesting concept to have a speaker. Um, obviously, Apple's been working on uh, and improving on their HomePod, so releasing a screen with it. I feel like it's kind of cool. Um, I know, like I said, I'm a little more gleeful towards these things, but it just, it seems like a good idea to me. I guess it depends uh, on the outlook of it. And that's where I would say if it's actually centered more on audio, so it sounds like it's a HomePod, it would have more audio centric um, relation to how you use it. Uh, I guess I could see it being okay. It depends on the screen size and ultimately it depends on the cost. But, uh, once again, we actually have another thing that came up in recent episodes. So back on episode six of this season, we also brought forth another rumor that Sonos had plans to release a portable speaker, which kind of hinges on top of what you were talking about mm-hmm. with uh, Apple. Um, yeah. This would take on the likes of Apple's standard size HomePod. And actually, this rumor also came to fruition as Sonos announced that the Sonos Era, which is currently available for pre-order, and set to go on sale March 28th, which is in eight days. Um, so the important thing to know is that there are two era models that you can choose from. Um, the era 100, which is $250. Mm-hmm. And then the era 300, that f- has a fetching price of $450. 
um, which kind of positions itself right around the Apple HomePod. Yeah. Uh, which is yep. 300. Um, so to just go through some quick things here, the Aero 100 is more of a tower-shaped speaker, stretching 7.18 inches tall and four and three-quarter inches wide. And this one houses two tweeters and one woofer. The Era 300 takes on more of a shape of, which is what we saw, I guess, kind of a morphed, thick appearance of a VR headset. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's 6.3 inches tall and 10.2 inches wide with a thickness of 7.28 inches. So it's really kind of weird. If you guys caught that episode six, you kind of saw that image and... Obviously, we'll have the link for you to actually pre-order it in the description. So, yeah, I'm looking at that image right now, and if that's what it actually is, then uh, could be interesting. It's I. It is interesting. It has uh, it has internal components that are a bit more um, aggressive uh, than its baby brother of four tweeters and two woofers. So, uh, honestly, this design might actually help with that multi-dimensional audio. I think. Um, just because yeah, the possibly yep, um, the convex look might actually spread out the audio much better. So um, I don't know. We'll have to try it out and see because it seems pretty interesting to me. But yeah, yeah. And I mean, just to give you a brief comparison uh, with Apple's latest HomePod, their model is six point six inches tall and five point six inches wide, and that one houses four inch, one four inch woofer and five tweeters. Mm. So. It's kind of interesting how this all melds together between a company that is solely about speakers and home theater systems, and then you have another company who just kind of has a wide variety hand in yeah. everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, I mean, I like we saw in the CAD renders. I was a little skeptical. I s- kind of still am, but you know, it's one thing to see in renders; it's another thing to see the final product. So, yeah, that. That's absolutely 100% true. Uh, next topic on our docket for today is the leaked images of the Sony 1000 XM5s. Uh, I'm just going to, there, there's a lot that um, Android Authority mentioned, but I'm just going to mention out, or list the main things that basically have been leaked. Okay. Um, is, this is the WF? Yes. Yes. So, um, first thing is the buds appear to have a more of an angled nozzle, uh, the case is more rounded. The LED indicator is on the front of the case, like that of the AirPods. The model has two pins instead of three, and I think Android Authority um, posed the idea that that would allow for fast charging, so that's plausible. Um, And speaking of charging, the specs indicate that this will have a 230 milliamp battery instead of the 140 milliamp on the, um, the 4s. Android Authority also poses that the earbuds could be released somewhere in between June and August. Um, that's kind of when the predecessors have been released sometime around there. Um, but if they're saying that it will yeah. be this year. So um, not a whole lot, but definitely some things that could definitely change the outcome of this specific uh, product here, especially considering you have um, close to uh, double the uh, battery uh capacity so uh i don't know what you what you were thinking about that i know you've uh used the uh wf series uh for a little while at least i'm pretty sure you have have you not 
Really? No, I wanted to. Use, I wanted to use the WF series. I haven't gotten my hands on oh, one okay. yet. So okay. Yeah, I've been. I've, I've jumbled around with a couple Samsung, Google Pixel, but yeah, um, I knew those. Obviously, the AirPods. So yeah, yeah I haven't I haven't gotten my hands on that one yet. So I don't know. It really, might, it may be the XM5s that I try out for the first time. So yeah, um, I don't really have any too many thoughts on it. I did hear some news on what it would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, bigger battery life is always nice. Oh, for sure. Especially when it doesn't mess with the actual housing and stuff like that, or, or too much at least. Um, but I'm excited that they're actually adding that to it just so you can have a little more longevity on the actual use of the product. So um, I'm excited to see that come in uh, June. You said June or July? Uh, some, yeah, somewhere between uh, June and August. That's June what they're August. saying. Okay, so. yeah. Uh, on to some gaming news. We actually have rumors that we expect to see Sony announce their PS5 Pro as soon as April uh, with potential uh, starting sales date somewhere in September. Uh, rumors hmm. indicate that this Pro variant will house a new GPU and CPU components from AMD with possible support for 8K gaming. Um, Dang, all right. Now, that last spec, yeah, that last spec is not as certain as the prior, but um, yeah, we have some theorized renders that we'll post in the description for you below. Uh, outside of that, I mean, I'm just interested to see how this will look cons- considering that the current model hasn't been the easiest to get in stock. Right, um, yeah. And yet, it's in tight competition with the Nintendo Switches for our sales. It is true. We did discuss that, I think. Um, I think we even discussed at one point that the, and this is kind of off topic a little bit, but um, that the Switch actually beat PS4 in sales over the last year or two, I think it was. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we had something like that um, in previous episode, yep. Obviously, the price, we don't really know. It could be like maybe six, $700, um, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Um, did you see those renders? It looks a little funky. I kind of almost like Alienware, almost. Yeah. I feel like. Wow. I mean, that's one sleek sucker, if you ask me. <laughs> Obviously, those are renders, and I don't know if that'll even be close to what that is, but it's just. That is. I have no words. That's so cool. I think the coolest thing about PlayStation is their LED lights. Yeah. It just makes them a killer console to look at. That really helps a lot better. Yeah. And you look at, like, how far they come in design. Because I feel like with with Xbox, this is something I will say, and I don't want to get into the whole, like, the war of consoles here, but this is something I will say I feel like PS5 does a little bit better on, is their look of their uh, console. Xbox, they, they've been sleek for sure, and, you know, the upgrades have always looked really nice, but I feel like they're just basic, almost, it, 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 when put against the PS5, like the um, the Xbox One, uh, what's the, there's so many names. What's the one you have? The X? Is it the X series or? So yeah, I, they're, yeah, they're, they're, that's the other thing is their naming series is completely ridiculous. It's so weird. you had the original Xbox, which was just Xbox, right? Sheldon. And then, yeah, I know we're going back to the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yes, Sheldon. Um, so you had, you had the original Xbox. Episode. And then then they went to the Xbox 360. Yes. And they had some variations in there, like the Xbox 360E and stuff like that. And then they went back to the Xbox One. (laughs) And did they go to the Xbox Two? No, they went to the (laughs) S. Like, it's so stupid. They had the S. Um, And then they had the Xbox One X. (laughs) And then they had the Xbox Series X and then Series S. So the way they name their stuff is just 
You got PS1. I mean, come on. Somebody has got to get fired over there because somebody's got to get it together. And then, yeah, the the PlayStation, yeah, the original, and then two, three, four, There's five. There's pros, and but I mean, like yeah, they had some small variations, but it was just all concise, easy to understand. And I feel like a lot of people say that their graphics are even better than Xbox as well. And I really, in some cases, I can't even argue with that. Yeah, so, for sure. But um, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm looking forward to pro models just because I know. You know that that means that there's just going to be that one extra step of of what they can you know provide, and a lot of the 8K is kind of based on what they've um, seen from Sony as far as their TVs and being compatible with PlayStation. So that's where that 8K comes into play. Um, and there's even news that'll come with potential liquid cooling. So it's just yeah, it's 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 far out for sure. Oh I mean, like word. wow. No, that is, honestly, that is, like, I think the coolest design that uh, PlayStation has ever done, in my opinion. If it comes to fruition, If it comes to fruition, I mean, these are renders, of course, but, I mean, like... the controller is, like, it's so futuristic. a tower PC. Something funky and freaky of a tower PC. That's what it looks like. I guess so. I mean, even, even like, some of the Asus routers, it looks like a massive Asus router, which is funny because you've seen stuff online where I told my girlfriend that this was actually, like, our new modem, and she was totally down with it when he bought a PS4. <laughs> that's, I was like, that's pretty oh, good. my gosh. And I was like, yeah, it's I a mean, good move. you probably fool some people saying, yeah, that's, a, that's our new modem or a router. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you playing on your modem? <laughs> Dude, this is a sick modem. Let me just tell you that. Much. There's these blue lights. Even then, I feel like they were, like you were saying, I feel like they were ages ahead of Xbox. So, uh, And then coming off that, we actually have some really uh, pretty incredible news here. The MetaQuest 3. Uh, this, again, has probably been out for, uh, the information has been readily available, I'm sure, for quite a while now. But we'll go ahead and discuss it here real quick. Uh, th- there's a lot here, so I'll, I'm just going to kind of do what I did with the uh, the Sony earbuds, just kind of go with the basic um, stuff of what uh, Phone Arena has found from specs to um, reliable sources in regards to the leaks. So uh, for the display resolution, it's supposedly going to have a 41,028 by 2,208 pixels. Um, the display is going to be an LCD. Uh, it's going to have peak brightness of 100 nits. Um, that is speculated. Refresh rate will be 120. Storage options will be 256 and 512. RAM will be 12 gigs. The processor will be a Snapdragon XR2 Gen 2. Uh, sound will be stereo speakers, positional audio, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, the usual kind of stuff. Um, it'll have based uh, Android operating system. Its announced date is September of this year, and the release date is said to be October of this year. And the price will range from 300 to 500. Um, and obviously that is to be announced. We did see that the price of the Quest 2 came out as uh, 300 So to see a bigger price hike, uh, I expect quite a bit out of this. I've actually used the Quest 2 uh, with my best friend and uh, had a lot of fun on that. I've even used the um, Oculus Rift. Uh, I've used the Oculus Rift as well. Um, it's a whole lot of fun, and hopefully MetaQuest is learning from some mistakes that maybe they've made in the past, um, expanding on those, and improving a lot better. So I don't know what your thoughts were on that, but that's the MetaQuest 3. Yeah, I mean, I don't really jump into uh, VR headsets that much, so I can't really say that I'd be super interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
seeing how things evolve and seeing how the um, virtual reality continues to um, set a pace for its competition with Sony and Apple, um, which we haven't even heard from Apple yet on that. So yeah, um, I can't say I'm excited to see it come out, but I'm excited to see what the improvements are. It will exist at least. It will and probably exist. neither of yeah. us will buy it, but just because it's expensive. So we will move on to home internet. Don't you love home internet, Riley? I do. Love it. You do. Do you like how much it costs? Um, no. No. <laughs> Maybe that first well, year. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, <laughs> especially if you're with Charter. Well, I, I will say before you get into this, uh, I actually upgraded to 500 megabytes, uh, and I'm spending about 85 right now. So um, that was like a I think a twenty dollar increase from sixty five, which was what I'm spent what I spent on for uh, two hundred. But uh, I actually don't have a huge issue. I, I have no idea what you're about to say right now. So, uh, but I don't have a huge issue with the price right now. But I am curious to see what you are going to say. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, just on a side note to that, uh, yeah, I actually have the um, I have the five hundred as well, mm-hmm. and but I also get the. Um, I don't remember the term for it. It's like the internet cost savings that the government has. And yes. with my three kids and my income, I qualify. So I, I have applied for 70. that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, we'll actually get away from Charter for right now. Um, Amazon has announced last week that it has plans to provide space satellite-based internet service for many residents across the U.S. Hmm. But with the main focus on those that have limited options or no options at all. And boasts that it would like to offer it to 300 to 400 million residents internationally. Wow. So this is not just the U.S., but internationally as well. Okay. Um, They have plans to launch some satellites later this year with further plans to engage in mass production of said satellites uh, later on and with a large portion set to launch in 2024. Hmm. So there is some details on the actual... um, consumer side of things so the receiver pad the receiver pads um come in three variations with corresponding speeds which i'm a little bit hesitant on the way they did this but we can kind of talk about that here um you have one that's designed around those that are on the go weighing about a pound and that sizes up to a seven inch square but only provides 100 megabits per second download okay um, which isn't much by my perspective, but you have to remember that you know this service is centered around those that have limitations. Right, so it's better than nothing. Is more than enough yeah. for some people. Exactly. Yes, I mean these are people that have may have like five megabits or fifteen, which is really not like a whole lot, especially if you're someone who wants to stream even on the basic side of things. I just think about the image that Steve Jobs tried to load on the uh, first iPhone. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Yes, close to. exactly. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is pretty slow. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking about which is funny because I didn't think we were going to talk about five hundred. But yeah, we're talking we're talking about comparison with what we have of five hundred yeah, megabits. Yeah, really, pretty and fast. Talking about one hundred. Yeah. So yeah, there, it's it's a good comparison there. Uh, the second receiver is an eleven inch square and is built to handle speeds up to four hundred megabits per second. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then the last one is a pro version. <laughs> here we go <laughs> that uh i know had to be a pro um that many enthusiasts would want uh if all actually work proficiently with consistent speeds uh this one okay. has a size of 11 by 30 inches and is capable of speeds up to one gig 
Mm, nice. So I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm eager to see what they're actually going to do, how this all yeah. pans out, and um, if it's something that you know we're kind of eligible for in our location, because I feel like we technically do have limited options, even though like we do get good speeds. It's like I don't know if you have like one carrier, does that make it great or you know? <laughs> I don't know. It just really depends. Like I, I mean, they say three three to four hundred million. I mean, it kind of makes you wonder like where is this going to be located are we talking like extreme rural areas which i assume or i i think the line is going to be drawn between people that are able to have average speeds and i don't know how they would actually define that necessarily That's, but yeah. like yep. like for me i the speeds that i have if i'm able to utilize the web at a efficient level which i am I'd say that that's yeah. above average. So I think people yeah. that, like you said, live in rural areas. Um, I have a coworker at work actually who has a hard time um, getting uh, good faster speeds uh, uh-huh. at his house, and he's told me multiple sure. times, "I'm like, you know, dude, you got like a a switch and stuff we should play online or whatever." And he's like, "I can't." I just I the the area that I live in can't utilize those types of speeds. And now, yeah. I, immediately when you said that, I was like, I gotta tell him about this because that's gonna help him a lot. If it, it could, if be it coming. could, if it yes. could be coming, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think that's where you draw the line. It's just like places where it's very limited. Where, like you said, fifteen gigabits or megabits per second. Yeah, fifteen gigabytes. Whew. But uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of my thoughts. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be different. But you know, I mean, I mean, no, no. You you, you pose a realistic you know, proposition and how they would, they would, um, utilize these satellites and offer this speed to, um, you know, varying customers. Mm-hmm. So I don't disagree with you on that. I'm kind of the optimistic type because I like to actually have options. So it kind of bothers me that I'm stuck with charger. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you know, uh, dad and I have been talking about this and, you know, been wanting to get more options and get away from, you know, charter and how they treat their customers. Cause you really have to go like all the way to like the retention center and be like, I'm about to drop you guys. Cause this is getting ridiculous. And they're like, no, we want to save you. So we'll, you know, drop your, you know, yearly monthly price down I've, like $40. I'm like, that's just so pathetic. I've discussed that with dad and I'm on the same page with you. It's like, why don't you just make it much lower to where you wouldn't be losing customers or wouldn't possibly be losing customers. It's kind of ridiculous. And Or you could pay your attention, you know, department a lot less money because less people would go actually be going there. I know. It's <laughs> it's the whole idea of, like, you're not wanting to lose customers, but at the same time you're forcing them to basically, you know, make you grovel, basically. Like, it's... It's pathetic, exactly. In my opinion. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I, um, I know Dad was... My, our dad was even talking about... Um, I can't remember fiber optic. I think that's yeah. yeah. There's a metro net in our area that's expected to. They're actually doing construction. Um, fun tip for you listeners, uh, for you guys who don't know, I'm actually a design engineer, so I actually work with designing fiber optic cable construction uh, prints for um, actual field construction workers to build the actual projects 
and get fiber to people's homes. So I kind of understand this stuff. And so when he was talking about fiber and Metronet in our area, it's it, there's a lot that goes on. And, um, you know, I'm sure it spans for other people's understanding mm-hmm. who are across the country. Yeah. Even internationally on some basis. So, but with saving money on internet, we'll jump right into actual deals. And I will actually start out with one. And this one is a 30 inch ultra wide curved monitor from LG at 144 hertz with IPS technology. Um, it's $1,630 marked down to $1,180. So $450 savings. And then what we got, I feel like this just, it's like a boomerang. It just keeps coming back. I feel like we've talked about it so many times, but maybe not. Uh, the iPad released last year, the base iPad, the 10.9 inch Wi-Fi and cellular models, um, as well as a new sale on AirTags. Uh, but the iPad itself is uh, getting a, a discount of $50. So uh, for the 64 gigabyte Wi-Fi iPad, you can get it from 449 to 399 and the AirTags uh, for the four pack that it's available went from 99 to 89 on Amazon. So um, you guys have been having issues, you know, you don't want to spend those hundred bucks on all four. This is probably your best shot right now to go and buy those AirTags. So moving on to the competitor, Google, uh, we actually do have some more Pixel discounts. And I'll just mention one. There's some on the 7 Pro as well as the Pixel Watch 2. Uh, but the 7 is actually the most intriguing just because uh, you can get it with its biggest discount yet. It's $150 off, which brings it down to 450 which is like A series cost. And that is for the 128 gig option. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Now, it doesn't really surprise us that we're seeing these deals just because, um, as we'll find out towards the end of this episode... The 7A is on its way with its budget price. So um, so as I indicated in the deals, uh, we will actually move on to Pixel News. Uh, first, we'll start off with the 7A. Uh, evidently, someone has actually had this model in hand and has posted pictures of it online. Uh, but it has a lot of the similar specs that we expect from an A-series from Google. Um, two notable things that we expect is that it will get 2 gigs in boosted RAM, as well that it may also rock a 90 hertz display. Hmm. So instead of 60 hertz, which is on the 6A. Right. Um, which, I mean, it's a nice little bump. Uh, it didn't get the full 120 because obviously they need to differentiate their tiers. So, um, But I thought that might be something that you would like since you're actually interested in the A series or possibly depending on the discounts of the 7. Yes. <laughs> Depends on the outcome here. In regards to Android, for the price that it's worth, I'm really, I think, swinging more towards Pixel. Um, I think I'd be starting to become a bigger fan of them just because of what I've seen with them. The um, and there we can talk about like security reasons or stuff like that but just the strides that they've made i say it a lot and i think it's just because they're really growing on me in that regard um but see this 7a the the like the like you said a couple little bumps here and there um i wouldn't expect anything less um when is is it being when did you say it was released sorry or did you oh we're getting oh okay all right well i I won't i won't cut in there then go ahead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so to kind of, we'll, we'll kind of flip this into one. But uh, so the next model that we have with rumors is the Pixel Fold. Um, it has been seen on online listings under the name Pixel Fold. So that's no longer seemed to be a guess. It's actually, we're like, it's a legitimate thing. Yeah. Be the name. Okay. It's, yeah. 
uh, when it officially launches. Um, but the other interesting thing that we don't just expect to be announced during May I.O. event that Google holds, but that will actually launch the very next month in June. Wow. So okay. we're getting this really soon. Um, and that will come alongside of the 7A. That's pretty good. S- yeah. So okay. um, it's it's a bit of surprising just because we normally have to wait until like July or August, but to get a little bit sooner is awesome. No, that is really good. I actually wasn't expecting it to be released that early. So, I mean, that was a pretty big shock right there. Me neither. No, I was, I mean, I could expect a 7A just because yeah. that's a typical, oh, yeah, for you sure. know, fashion of them to like, if you get move, move it up one month, there's really no big deal. But when you talk about the fold coming out the same time around the 7A, that's really when I'm like, oh, wow, this is it a big It makes entry. me wonder if they've, well, I wouldn't say that, but possibly had enough time to actually delve deep into this and, you know, um, not make a an OPPO mistake of cutting against the the issues of Samsung, but not um, figuring out issues that they have come across on their own, if that makes sense. So, like, what, I, what I'm saying is, like, have they had enough time to really delve deep into actually releasing a solid uh, foldable is what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um... And I think more of my hope is for the flip. So I'm hoping yes, that I would agree with that. This will succeed, so that the flip has a better chance to succeed, Agreed. and that we can actually get some more competition. So yeah, uh, I feel like yes, a lot of this hinges, no pun intended, on this fold, so that we can actually see more come in the future. So I'm I'm, I'm really excited about yeah. this, and it looks like we'll have two storage variants: a 256 and a 512 at least that's what we're seeing in the rumors the usual and then just two colors one is carbon which is their typical gray black color um and then that will offer a porcelain which we all expect to be white so is that both um i know you're not really a big sorry is that both for the 7a and the um the uh, fold 7a colors yeah there's i think they're going to add maybe like one or two other colors to the 7a um but i'm not really too big into that because i'll just kind of leave that for the consumers to be surprised okay. by um but yeah so the last bit of news we have is on the pixel 8 now i don't really consider some of this to be super amazing news however it's features that i definitely welcome uh first is that google looks to possibly round the corners of the 8 series instead of making them you know their typical rigid pointy which, which it's just which we've seen on the 6 and the 7 mm-hmm. series uh, and I just never really liked it because it kind of dug into my hand and it wasn't really easy to hold. Sure. Yeah. Um, so this would kind of follow the design elements of the iPhone and the S series from Samsung. Hmm. I appreciate it more um, in agreement with you, actually, when a phone is more rounded off. Those those edges are kind of exactly. annoying. Um, and I've even had, I wouldn't say a major issue, but it maybe an uncomfort, I guess you could say, with the straight edges of the uh, the 13 um, and yes. what we're getting for the I, I, I don't want to interject a whole lot of Apple right here but um, what we're getting from the 15 is a rounded off edges which I'm totally for so um, but yeah to see them doing yeah. that I think I think and maybe I'm I might be over generalizing I think most people would agree that it's the rounded edges can be a little bit better so I do too yes I I, I, I agree that I, I think most people like it that way and it think it's part of the reason why 
I haven't really been big into the fold because of one side yeah. does have that, you know, flat corner versus the round on the other side. So it's, it's really kind of where I've sat as far as the perspective on those models. So, um, mm-hmm. The next thing that we actually gather from these rumors and actually leaked images is that we will no doubt see some improvements to either the camera sensors or the AI technology, um, which again isn't a surprise, but it's just pushing them one step further, you know, yes. into the competition here. So totally. Um, and and the last thing that we have seen is that there is something below the flash sensor on leaked images, su- suggesting that maybe a macro sensor or in my case, more desirably, a LiDAR sensor, which would not only help with augmented reality, but improve depth sensing with photography, especially in low light. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, much like we've seen from Apple. Now, obviously nothing has been confirmed yet, but um, since these are just still leaks and rumors, but I thought that would be really impressive to actually have that because that would really just put them... I, I don't know if they would put them in another league, but it would make them that much more appealing to consumers and saying, wow, we have this to offer you guys yeah. that's just as similar to Apple. It's Yeah, it's not a something that's on the usual phone nowadays. And so exactly. to have that yeah, there... It's, it's not just a given. Yeah, and to have that there, it's, you know, it's something that consumers, I'm sure, would want. And it's something they don't know they want, I feel like. Yeah, okay. Yeah, actually, yeah. You're, you're totally right on that. Because it's not like, oh, I really want a lighter sensor. It's like, what does this have an impact on with my photography? Exactly. I think, I think that's what they're really wanting to see, and they don't realize that, oh, this could really help us out. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I would also say that um, if that is a light sensor, which I would totally agree with you, I hope it is, that um, that's just one of the things that's showing that Google is... I think listening and caring about what consumers would want. And it's not just like, here's this solid state uh, silencer for your phone. It's a, uh, <laughs> it, it's something that it's a change or, or an addition that actually helps a lot better. And people, I mean, people use their phone for one of the main reasons is the camera. And to have that addition, it's yeah. just, it's an excellent feature. So I'm 100% down for that. And I'll just say this right here. I, I feel like the A-series isn't just shaping up to be a good model. I feel like it's really solidifying that Google is proving themselves to be a prominent phone maker, you know, beyond just the capacity of offering a mobile platform in the likes of Android. And I think what's going on here is that the 7 or the A series is really what helped them out. Uh, we, we've seen Google go through many ups and downs through their Nexus series, through the Pixel, um, and they've had some bad models in there like the Pixel 4, 4XL. But I feel like the A series is really what helped them out because it allowed consumers to have a, a, a phone that has really good photography capabilities at a low cost. And then when you see them be more refined with their pro models, it just makes them that much more into the actual competition. Absolutely. And I would also say that, um, you know, we've we've discussed, I think, uh, a couple times, and it's been definitely, um, you know, in the conversation on YouTube a whole lot, that when the 4A came out, it was kind of put up against the SE2. And yeah. with regard to the camera, it was so similar. Strikingly similar, actually, I think. 
I think yep, the uh, I 4A that. was, I think, almost beat on certain uh, level of low lighting, I think it was. Yeah, there was there were certain things where they were like, yeah, I'll, I'll pick that one over the yeah. SE. And then you have the SE third gen, which is hardly different from the second gen, and Pixel's still bringing out something even better continually. Like, it's, I don't know, it's just like, when you look at it from retrospect, it's like, how in the world do you not see them making these moves, Apple? Like, do you, are, are you not a, the, at least the SE4 is coming out where it'll have the same body and shape of the 12th. And I think I actually read a rumor is going to be priced less than $500, which is good. But like, you know, you make these moves in the past and they affect your consumers' decisions in the future. If you don't get right with them continually, you're not going to have great sales in that product. And I think that's something that Pixel has done it pretty maybe not an exceptional job but a much better job than apple to say the least yeah because i feel like a lot of people they just look at apple and they think oh there you know there's all these people out there that just you know clamor to this model that hasn't changed in three years it's got a new bionic chip (laughs) (laughs) right or it's got this capacitive button it's like what's the deal and so i think that's one reason why people i'll just say people hate apple is because they feel like there's no reason to like them. What is really new? What are they bringing to the table? Um, and I mean, some of it can be innovative, some of it can be, you know, practical. But I just feel like Google is really hitting the mark mm-hmm. when it comes to trying to appeal to their consumers. Totally. And um, I mean, yes, there's always the, the the talk about you know how their lower prices are because they you know use certain data that we feel like they yeah. shouldn't. But at the same time, it's just really impressive to see what they do offer, and I, I have to say that that's a lot of that's that's a big reason why, um, their models are on my list of phones to try out because totally it's, agree. it's yeah. I liked I like to see what they have, and um, I've already had the seven Pro and I love it, and I can't wait to see what they do with the eight, and even even the seven A. I mean, I know it's going to have the same you know square yeah. edges as the seven, but hey, I don't really care in the end because I feel like what they offer is really impressive, on varying levels with varying prices to totally. offer. So, but uh, with all that, we will actually go ahead and end this week's episode. We do apologize for last week. Uh, Riley was out sick, and there was just some scheduling conflicts. So um, we will definitely be back next week's with some more tech news and rumors. This is JD and Riley signing off. Peace out.